With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Make sure you sign up for the DP Show newsletter. Comes out every day, Monday through Friday, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Recaps the show, gives you a heads up on things that are going to happen on the program. It's a meat Friday. Happy Dan Patrick's Day. Corned beef and cabbage, potatoes and carrots, soda bread with honey butter. That's coming off the Traeger grill a little bit later on. Tom Pelissero, great insider, reporter for the NFL Network, joining us on the program. Who had the best week in the NFL? Yeah, I was thinking about this this morning. So when you're doing this the way that we do it on NFL Network, and it's just this flood of news, there's so many transactions. I, this morning, just started scrolling through one of the pages on NFL.com to remember who had signed who, because you completely lose track of everything. Like, Mm -hmm. eventually, there'll be some point where I'm in a training camp, I know, in August, and I'll go, that guy's (laughs) on that team. And then I'll go, I broke that. I'm the one who reported it, and I don't even remember that happening because then there were a hundred other things uh, in that same day. I mean, I think that the teams you look at that have kind of, you know, certainly used their resources the most, the Falcons did a lot, starting with the the Jesse Bates deal uh, that they did. You know, they wanted to pump money into that defense. That was a huge part of it. The Bears going out and spending the way that they did uh, just in the opening hours of free agency, getting Tremaine Edmonds on an $18 million a year deal. Bringing in T.J. Edwards, you know, you know, Matt Eberflus's defense runs through. It's the interior defensive line. It's the linebackers. They signed a couple of uh, of big time linebackers, and then you have to always have to look at the quarterback moves too, because those ended up being the most, you know, over time, those end up being right or wrong, good or bad. They end up being the most impactful. So the Raiders making an investment in Jimmy Garoppolo, whose contract basically dictates he's going to be their starter for at least two years. 
Obviously, you go back to before the start of free agency and the Derek Carr move was significant. Even things like yesterday um, with Gardner Minshew going to the Colts. You know, they're sitting there with the number four pick. Uh, but Gardner Minshew well could be their starting quarterback in, in 2023. You know, last year, most of those quarterback trades that we saw did not work out. I mean, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, at least in the short term uh, with Wilson, you know, you did not get the returns on that. So it's always a little bit of a guessing game here. People make big time bets. There's a reason these free agents generally become available. You never want to build through free agency, but there were some teams with a lot of cap space like the Bears who made uh, some big-time moves to say nothing of the move they made, trade the number one pick, and getting D.J. Moore as a part of it. When Rodgers was on McAfee on Wednesday, and after he started talking about he, you know, he, he, he wants to go to the Jets or plans on going to the Jets, and I kept thinking, um, and we had some analysts on who said that the Packers don't have much leverage, and I go, why don't they have leverage? They can say, oh, he really wants to go there. You want to bring in some of his ex-teammates. Ex Just because we don't want him doesn't mean we don't have leverage in what we want back from the Jets. And now you're hearing, you know, the Packers, they, they want to have a little bit more than maybe what we thought. How do you think this plays out? When do you think this finally plays out? So here's what I can tell you, Dan, based upon what I know. And there's obviously been a lot of moving parts. I did appreciate that Aaron Rodgers really narrowed us to the one actual issue, which those of us who have been kind of covering it behind the scenes have known, which is trade compensation is the only holdup that's left uh, in this trade. So there's a couple of important checkpoints here just in terms of the timeline. The first one would be the NFL draft, which is still over a month away. I think that we would all love if there's resolution right now, but both sides have their viewpoints. My understanding is they're not far apart on the compensation, but they're not close either. So, the draft is an important checkpoint, not because what happens in Aaron Rodgers impacts who you're going to draft, because I think that we're all on the same page that ultimately Rodgers, barring something going totally sideways, will be the Jets quarterback in 2023. But it's about the fact that once you were get past that draft, you're not talking about 2023 draft picks anymore. Yeah. From just a strict value standpoint, you're downgrading. If you're getting a 2024 pick instead of a 2023 pick, that's like downgrading to buy a round. So there's a pressure point there potentially for the Packers where the Jets could say, hey, this is your last chance to get a premium pick or two in the 2023 draft. If you don't do this, yeah, we'll keep talking. But now you're talking about picks that don't help you this year. So that's one checkpoint. If somehow you got past the draft, then the next checkpoint really isn't until September. No. Yes, there's, there'll be a pressure point. <laughs> prior to the start of training camp, because let's face it, Aaron Rodgers has not shown up in the past couple of years for the Packers OTAs. Maybe he would show up in a new situation in New York, but there's no guarantee of that. And he sidestepped that question on Pat McAfee. You would like to get him into training camp, so you would anticipate there's going to be more conversations there. But the Packers don't have to do anything until the day before the regular season opener, because that's when you have the trigger where they would have to pull the trigger on uh, Aaron Rodgers' option bonus. So you want, you don't want to get there because then you're potentially paying a guy $60 million who's not really part of your future plans. But for the Jets, you don't want to get it there because then Rodgers isn't even in training camp with the team. So those are kind of the moving parts here along the timeline. This could, you know, depending who wants to push it, this absolutely could go at least until the start of training camp, maybe into training camp before you have a resolution. I'm not sure that's in anyone's best interest to drag it out that long. Uh, but we'll see if the Jets aren't willing to come up to the Packers' price, and if the Packers are not willing to lower their price, you're going to have a stare down for as long as these teams are, allow it to go. Yeah, I hope it uh, 
goes as follows that maybe you give a second round pick in this year's draft conditional first round pick next year compared on compared to uh you know what Aaron Rodgers does performance you know it could be performance based that maybe you're going to get a second and a first as opposed to two first round picks well, think? they're not even looking for two first-round picks. The oh, Packers not. aren't asking for two ones. Okay. They, they, that's not part of the conversation right now. Right now, it is less than that. It's less than the Russell Wilson trade, which was two ones, two twos, and three players. It's less than the Matthew Stafford trade, depending on how you do the math on that, which was two ones and Jared Goff, which then you know the Lions had to take on his contract. So it's a little bit different calculus there. Packers, The Packers' price is lower than that. But certainly it's higher than what they got for Brett Favre to the Jets uh, once upon a time 15 years ago, which was a fourth-round pick at that time. The parallels here, Dan, are, are fascinating to me. There are some key differences. And I was on the, the beat with the Green Bay Press-Gazette in 2008. So I was living that in Green Bay, Wisconsin in the prior divorce. And I remember vividly you know, Favre coming in because that one did go. It started up roughly the same time. You know, To go back to that timeline, it was the Packers – were wanting an answer from Aaron Rodgers early in the offseason. That happened again here with Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, Favre announced his retirement, but by late March, he decided he wanted to come back. Rodgers just kind of sliced that part out of the equation. And then you had very public interviews with Favre. It was on Greta Van Susteren on Fox News with with Rodgers. <laughs> it's on the Pat McAfee show where you have the exchange. And then you had Ted Thompson, who was a famously reticent individual. I was one of the people who had to do some of the series of one-on-ones with Ted on a hot June Saturday morning because Favre was saying so much and it was swinging the public perception. And you had this went back and forth. And ultimately, in that case, the Packers came down to two teams that they were potentially going to trade Brett Favre to. It was the Bucks and it was the Jets. And the Jets made their pitch with Woody Johnson and you can hunt on this land that we've got outside of town. There was this whole thing that went into it and they convinced him. But Favre wanted to go to Tampa because he would have gotten to face the Packers that year. With <laughs> Rodgers, again, he's very much trying to dictate this. I intend to play. I intend to play with the Jets. And the Packers allowed the Jets to talk to him, even though at that time they weren't able to agree on the compensation. Now they're trying to work out that compensation after Rodgers already declared his intentions. That There's leverage points uh, on both sides here. Uh, but I'm just, you know, I, I it's the easy joke, Dan, but you – you still have to look at Kirk Cousins has an expiring contract and the possibility that Aaron Rodgers be a Viking in 2024. I'm not saying that. I'm not speculating that. I'm not reporting that. Don't, saying, don't, don't do hypothetically, that. Don't do that. Hypothetically, and, you know, frankly, you got two guys who are, you know, in both cases kind of make clear they're doing this at least partly out of spite. With Favre, it was very much he wanted to play again because the Packers said he was done and they tried to make him stay retired and then he mm. ends up going to the Vikings. With Rodgers, he said he's 90% retired. When he goes into the darkness, he comes out. Some other players are telling him that they want to get rid of you, and he decides, you know what, I want to play for the Jets. It's, as, as one of my former colleagues at the Press Gazette said to me recently, these guys all end up being the same guy. It never ends well. You can say Rodgers learned all the lessons from Favre, and he did. There were a lot of things that Aaron took with him throughout his career in Green Bay, and they're both phenomenal players and fun guys to cover. But in the end, if you still have a guy who wants to play and he feels like he's not wanted, there's no way for that to end cleanly for everybody involved. Tom Pelissero, NFL Network Insider. Before I let you go, Lamar Jackson had a tweet where he congratulated Orlando Brown Jr. for getting the contract with the Bengals. Then he uh, says, when this is all 
said and done, I feel bad for the rest of the 31. The other 31 teams. What's he saying in this tweet? Seems like Lamar, and I did not see that tweet, but certainly seems like that's the message of if you're not the team that gets me, uh, you're going to regret it. it. It still remains to be seen, Dan. And, and I know that there's a lot of people who have brought up collusion, have even suggested racism, have suggested a variety of different reasons why nobody's willing to just go out. You know, People say he's just sitting there. Lamar Jackson, MVP, is just sitting there. Think of it this way, and I had a lot of conversations yesterday in particular with people with different teams who potentially could be in that market. And it's not to say, and in no way am I saying nobody should go out and try to get one of the dynamic players within the NFL, but it has to be a specific situation. There are a number of teams. You can easily cross off of the 32. You can cross off 20 teams just by going through and saying, who has a young quarterback already that they're going to pay? Or who has a bunch of money tied up in a veteran quarterback? There's about 20 teams you can cross right off the list. So now you're down to about a dozen of them. You've got teams that either may have a quarterback who they're going with for now, or they have some money invested. There's probably a half dozen of those who you can kind of say, it's probably not going to happen there. Now you're down to a half dozen of them. And you need to figure out, it's not just go get the quarterback. This isn't fantasy football. It's not Madden. It's real life where there's contracts and there's value and there's scheme so if you're going to go after lamar jackson if you're going to evaluate this and certainly there's teams that have you need to be willing to give up the two first round picks to pay him what he wants which he has not backed off of which is a fully guaranteed contract it's going to be in the neighborhood of 50 million dollars a year which is about 25 percent of your salary cap you're doing that with a player who you're going to need to change your scheme to change at least some of your personnel to make it go. And he's a player whose mobility has always been a big part of his game. And he suffered consecutive lower body injuries that have ended his season. Speed, mobility, those are by definition depreciating assets. In other words, those injuries are something real to consider that teams absolutely look at. It's not to say that means Lamar Jackson's never going to be MVP caliber Lamar Jackson again. I think we can agree, Dan. When you watch him, when he's healthy, when he's on the field, he's pretty good. He's pretty fun to watch. But also, you know, you can cite the, the passing efficiency and the explosive plays. Well, big part of the reason he has that is because when the quarterback is a run threat, it changes the numbers on the defense. You have to account for the quarterback as a runner. It changes how defenses can play. You're going to see more specific types of coverages in the Picture is going to be clearer on the back end where you're going to have those opportunities. Lamar absolutely has gotten better as a passer. He's absolutely an unbelievably dynamic runner. But are you willing to make that type of investment? And remember, too, you do have limited resources in terms of building your team. Part of the reason you've seen this shift toward people wanting more and more to build around a young quarterback is the salary cap. It's cash. It's resources. It's the fact that when you're not paying $50 million a year for a quarterback, which is soon going to be the going rate, and then we'll be talking about the first $60 million quarterback with the way the cap's going, that's money you're not spending to put people around him. If you're the Bears and you have Justin Fields, and you might say, well, Lamar's right now a more polished passer, and he's as dynamic of a runner, we could get him, but then that's $50 million or $45 million that we don't have to spend on other things. So we have Justin Fields right now on a rookie contract. 
those are all the things that you have to evaluate here in terms of the value of the position, in terms of the value of the player. And that's not a slight to Lamar, and that's not collusion, and that's not racism. It's the reality of team building in the modern NFL where you're going to be hard-pressed to find teams that have had a great deal of success after committing 20% plus of their salary cap to a single player. The Chiefs are doing it with Patrick Mahomes on a unique deal. They paid him $60 million over the first three years, and it's a long, long-term contract that gives him a lot of flexibility. And that was the intention when he did that contract. Most quarterback contracts are not like that. There is a cap and a cash impact on you. That's going to influence things in terms of Lamar Jackson. And there's some fascinating conversations that can be had, particularly if in the coming weeks here, as you're seeing these chairs get filled around the league, Lamar does not have an offer sheet, then your attention starts to be turned to what does he do with a $32 million franchise tag? Does he go back to Baltimore? He potentially could stay away all the way until I believe it's week 10 that he could still sign an offer sheet with the team and then show up at that mm. point. That would seem for a guy who played for 1.7 in 2021 and 23 million, I believe it was in 2022, an odd strategy to suddenly start giving up all those millions of dollars. But at the same time, if Lamar had an agent, that agent would have advised him two years ago, you're not stepping on the field for 2021 at $1.7 million. He's already given up tens of millions of dollars, and he's got to evaluate now, do you continue to go down that path, or do you take the best offer you can possibly get, even if it's not fully guaranteed, whether that's from the Ravens, who have been trying for a couple of years, or potentially someone else. Have a great weekend, Tom. Thank you. We appreciate your time. Always a pleasure, Dan. Thanks. That's Tom Pelissero. He works for NFL Network. When we come back, and you know what? That was just logical. There was no, you know, let me read into it. Let me give you my opinion. It's not sensationalized. It was just step-by-step, step, this is what's happening. This is the market. This is what's going on with Green Bay and the Jets. This is what's going on with Baltimore. So we appreciate that. We'll come back. The Danettes will vote on who was the villain yesterday between <laughs> myself and Fritzy. And you can't say both of us. You have to say one of us. Play of the Day is up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park 
That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. Runner left side, got it! Check this out. Bounces back to Clark. Ten seconds. He is double. Slapped at. Prayer pass. Picked off by Heed. Five seconds. Pagese. Right wing for the win. Yes! 2.2. And timeout Virginia. A right wing three by J.P. Pagese. Pagese had missed 15 straight three-pointers prior to hitting the game winner against Virginia. That's courtesy of Westwood One Radio. What a shot. Play of the day brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> U.S. News recently named Simply Safe Best Home Security System of 2023. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a couple of minutes. SimplySafeDan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Update the poll results and then we'll take a vote on our own. Who was the instigator, the issue, the problem yesterday? With the tension with the show. Seaton? That might have to be uh, our two poll question, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, our poll question was, how many teams do you have left in your final four? Right now, 66% are lying and say they have four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, just under uh, 30%, though, have only have three. 2.2 have one left. Okay. Uh, we had some tension with the show yesterday, certainly with Todd and myself, and a little bit with uh, Paulie and myself at the end of the show. Just a little bit. Paulie made a mistake, and then I called him out. Yeah, and that's not that wasn't overwhelming. It was a one moment. It wasn't. Uh, it didn't blast before or after. Yeah. Well, with Todd, it was a little bit different. Yeah, see what that like quote unquote moment that you had with Paul yeah. happens to the rest of us like thirty times. It's not even a thing. Yeah, happens to Todd thirty times a day. Easily. Yeah. Thank Easily. You. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. All right. Let's uh, go around the room. You guys vote since there's three of you. Fritzy doesn't get to vote, and I won't. And uh, we'll have a winner here or a loser here. Who was responsible for the tension in yesterday's show? Seton? So that what we're talking about is Todd sent too many emails about one subject, and yeah. you got annoyed by it? The bracket challenge. It's, it's not just yesterday. It was a buildup to yesterday over and the last week. You lashed out at Todd yes. about how annoying he is. Well, I don't know if I lashed out, but I corrected him. You know what, Paul? Before you vote scene, Todd also uh, was uh, corrected or yelled at because he didn't do research on something. What was that, Todd? Oh, John, John Morant. Morant take. John Morant take. Right. So those are the two that highlights. 
Back to you. Yeah. And he reached out to all these actresses who have no idea who we are, what we are, but it was for Fritzy's gratification, in my opinion. Gross. Which we haven't really defined what that gratification would really well, be. Well, that you got a chance to say, hey, I uh, reached out to Margot Robbie. And what, what, and what do I gain out of that? I'm did, not talking to you, any of them personally. Did you reach out to Jerry Ferrara, who was Turtle? My point is, you made it sound like I just got off the phone with Jennifer Connelly. We're having lunch you, tomorrow. Did you reach out to Turtle for Montreal? I did not. I don't okay. think we've invited and, him in years. Been, okay. Yeah, because you you haven't invited him in years. All right, Seaton one. Well, I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, I was say. Um, <laughs> we're 16 years into this version of the show, and then we go back how many years at ESPN? A few. I mean, we've all worked together for just about almost 20, 20 years. years. I, for me, it's been 20 years. Ooh. For these guys, it's probably been longer. I'm going to say it yesterday was, was your fault. Okay. Todd sending too many emails about one subject is nothing new. And if it hasn't been corrected in the first 16 years <laughs> of it, you're not going to correct it. Now it's just something that you have to deal with. So okay. it's like you can, you can only re- control your reaction to the the problem, just like Todd, it's his fault that he's too sensitive or that he reacts poorly to you being rude. Those okay. kinds of things. I, I put it on you. Marvin? I'm going to put it on you also. You know what Fritzy is and who he is. That was it. But I can't get frustrated with who he is and what he is? You were a little sassy yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sassy. Well, let me go to Paulie. I can always trust Paulie's opinion on this. Paulie? What's that? What's that, me? You've been there. You've had my back for years. Yeah. Good days, bad days. Yeah. Good years, bad years. Yep. Yeah, it was you, Dan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me break this down quickly because I know where I guess to break. There are some days when you come in, and I didn't notice you being in a bad mood. You were treating me extra nice because I was under the weather the day before, so I might not have noticed it. But there are some days when you come in, Dan, and you're kind of you're ready to strike. And we've actually have meetings about this. So a little like, hey, guys, I'll look around and I'm like, tighten up your stuff because Dan may be in a, one of those moods. And it happens, let's say, once or twice a year. Okay. And yesterday may have been one of those. Todd gave you the opening with the hundreds of emails about the bracket and the lack of male inclusion. And you use that as a jumping off point, the John Morant jumping off point. So Todd opened the door. You slammed the door. Okay. So, yeah, it was your mood yesterday and then what happened naturally happens. Okay. But then at the end of the day, you seem fine. Yeah, then I, I ate uh, Seton's lunch. I didn't realize I that was... That was more of an, a, an honest mistake. It was an honest mistake. When Todd did it, it was not. No, no. But when I did it, it was, I, I didn't realize it was your lunch. And I'm just cooking it up. And you're there. We're talking. I go, hey, can you get me some olive oil? And you're like, oh, yeah, here it is. And I'm cooking it. And then and Seton goes, uh, you know, that was my, my, my lunch. And I go, all right. So, uh, is this like the last day before Christmas vacation or something? No, no, no. <laughs> three nothing. So I lost three nothing. Todd, you feel better? No, I'm glad the guys have my back in this particular instance. I just I thought that was a little over the top. They, they said, you know, you could have we could have wait to a commercial break and said, you know, easy in the middle of the show. It's I don't need 17 emails from you. We've had those you know conversations too before or after a show or in a commercial. But it, I guess it hurt extra because during the live show, you're, it, like, you're it annoying. Just, it was just a yes or no. <laughs> I'm just explaining why I felt extra sensitive because it's a conversation. I know, but I, it was just you feel better. Todd. I feel better than I did yesterday. You could have said to, yes. I'm glad the guys had a realistic, accurate picture of what Todd, happened. Todd, you feel better? 
Yeah, I'm not going to have a parade Duh, or anything. just say it. yes. <laughs> I feel a little better. I'm glad the guy saw you're wrong about what happened yesterday. Now I'm being annoying again because you've got to go to break in five seconds. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our good buddy, Ross Tucker, Westwood One CBS Sports, NFL, college football analyst, and Princeton grad. And as Princeton was ready to pull off the upset against Arizona, this is what it looked and sounded like from Ross Tucker's household. Ice cream! We got ice cream! I get beer!
So that's uh, Ross Tucker's reaction yesterday <laughs> with uh, his daughters. They get ice cream. He gets beer. Uh, Ross, congratulations. But uh, help me understand this. You had Princeton beating Arizona yesterday, but in your bracket, you somehow have Arizona winning the next two games after that. Do you realize that? Yes, I do. I don't know if that's allowed or not. I was actually going to try to get a ruling uh, about that from you. Mm. Um, first of all, by the way, that video you just showed and played, I got in trouble from my wife about that. She was not real keen on me telling the girls that I got to get beer because Princeton won and then posting that mm. on social media. Here's the deal, Dan. I felt like I had to pick Princeton because they're my alma mater. I want to support them, but I also want to win the Dan Patrick Challenge. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to do very well in it. So I, what was I going to do? Pick Princeton to win that one when Arizona might go to the Final Four, might win the whole thing? So I picked Princeton to win the game, but then I had Arizona <laughs> in future practice. Am I allowed to do that? Uh, yeah, you can, but it doesn't, it doesn't help you. I, I'm going to have to check with the rules official. You might be DQ'd by putting Arizona to win the next two games after losing last night. Yeah, I don't know. Usually the scoring system is like you get one point first round, two the next, three the next. So I thought, okay, I'll um, go with Princeton, but then I want to get Arizona in case they're as good as everybody says they are and they keep winning. We, uh, we're in a quandary here because great story. Princeton knocks off you know a great team. Uh, or at least the potential to be a great team. And then we wonder, is Princeton a Cinderella story? I mean, they, you get into Princeton like you already won in life, <laughs> right? You're, no, no question. Okay. No question. It's funny because I saw some people tweeting about how much money the Arizona boosters put into NIL for Arizona basketball, you know, for the Arizona Wildcat players to get money. Princeton, I can tell you right now, Dan, there is no NIL. What I always tell people is you don't get money, like, under the table. You get business cards, and I'm just telling you, Dan, they're way more valuable. O over, over your lifetime, the business cards that the alumni hand you after a game, way more valuable than whatever these guys are getting for NIL or, you know, cash in an envelope or whatever. Well, congratulations. Thank you, man. That was awesome. I mean, you know how it is. That, that was very, very cool. And you know what? A lot of people don't know this, Dan. My junior year of high school, when I first started getting recruited – I actually took a visit to a Princeton basketball game, and then that's when they beat UCLA. That's when they beat the defending national champs. That, that was actually like a a decent factor in me choosing to go to Princeton over Harvard or William & Mary or some of the other ones was I thought they were like the athletic Ivy League. You know, they beat UCLA in hoops. They won the Ivy League in football. So, And then my freshman year of college, they they were a five seed. And they won the first round, and they lost to Mateen Cleaves in Michigan State in the second round. So brought back a lot of good memories yesterday. And so cool, as you know, to experience it with my daughters who are at like a cool age where they loved it. It was great. All right. Well, let's move on to football, NFL football, free agency here, compensation package for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, if you're looking at time frame for this, like the logical time frame to get this deal done for both sides so both sides can benefit this year, with the draft pick by the Jets for the Packers. Rodgers gets there, gets acclimated with the you know his new teammates. Where do you see this finally landing? Yeah, I think it'll get done by the draft, and I think it'll get done before then. I just kind of think it's funny. 
first of all, I don't really understand. Dan, how did they not talk about this last week? Like, how did the Packers and Jets not say, hey, let's work out. First, they could have talked about it and worked out the provisions of a trade before they even let Woody Johnson and the Jets fly out to California. But you know what? Maybe the Packers were smart. Maybe the Packers thought, hey, let's let them get all involved. Let's let it get out. Let's leak that they go and they meet with him to try to get the Jets fans in a, in a frenzy so we can get even more out of this. But to me, the Jets screwed up by not agreeing the terms of the Packers before this week even happened, before Rodgers officially told them he wanted to play football for them. But I also don't really buy this. Packers have so much leverage. Listen, that switches the second Aaron Rodgers tries to show up for the first day of the Packers offseason program. Now, I don't think he would do that, but the Packers don't even want to let it get to that point. They don't want to take the chance that Aaron shows up. Then if he gets hurt, I mean, it's a mess. So I think my guess is it'll get cleared up well before then and certainly before the draft. The Lamar Jackson situation, he tweeted out where he said, congratulations, Orlando Brown Jr. got a contract with the Cincinnati Bengals. And then he's basically said he put everybody on notice that 31 teams are going to regret this, not going after him. Okay, who's going after Lamar Jackson? And if, if so, why haven't they, you know, why hasn't there even been a hint, a sniff of this is a team that is preparing an offer here? Well, nobody's going to go after him, in my opinion, and I'll tell you why. If you remember a year ago, okay, Deshaun Watson told the Browns, you're out. You're out. I'm going to Atlanta or New Orleans. The only reason the Browns got back in it is because they offered him the five-year fully guaranteed deal. So we know from the Deshaun Watson situation a year ago that Atlanta wasn't willing to do it. New Orleans wasn't willing to do it. In fact, from what we know, Dan, Jimmy Haslam and the Browns were the only team willing to give that kind of contract. There was significant backlash among the owners from it. And Deshaun Watson didn't look real great last year. So it's not like that spurred on more teams to, hey, they did it, but it was worth it. We have no evidence yet that it's worth it. Plus, now you have to give up two first-round picks to give that to Lamar. And I think deep down, everybody knows that the Ravens would just match it. You know, I don't think Bashadi wants to be the guy that gives out the fully guaranteed deal and has all the other owners mad at him. But if somebody else does, then he'll just match it and he'll say to the other owners, hey, it's not on me. It's on Daniel Snyder or whoever for giving that to him. I just had to match it to keep my guy. In other words, Lamar has more value to the Ravens than any other team for a bunch of – I mean, he's by far the most popular person in Baltimore. They've built the whole organization around him. I think the Ravens are going to match what anybody else would give, and this way they can say to Lamar, hey, Lamar, you're on the market. Lamar, you're out there, and and let him see what he does from there. I still would love to see Daniel Snyder on his way out because the report is that he's cleared out everything from his office, that he's ready to sell this team that you bring in Lamar Jackson, uh, Washington fans would actually have something positive to say about Daniel Snyder, that you got your quarterback, and Daniel Snyder doesn't care what it's going to cost because he doesn't have to pay it, and then he's going to walk away with a you know $7, million, or $7 billion for his team. You know what I think is so interesting about that, and you're right. Um, 
First of all, you know, they just gave Brissett $8 million guaranteed. So I don't think they're going to also go for Lamar. But I know a lot of people that wanted them to. I think it would be fascinating if they did. I do believe, by the way, that the Ravens would match that. But I wonder how the prospective owners, you know, the bidders for the Washington franchise would feel about that. On the one hand, maybe they would feel great. Hey, we got our quarterback, franchise quarterback, locked up for the next five years. On the other hand, that's a significant Yeah, but you know, what would Jeff risk. Bezos care about that kind of money if he got his quarterback and Daniel Snyder was willing to sell that team to him? I don't think it has a big factor either way. I guess my question would be, is it a little bit of a benefit? Like, does Snyder get a little bit more money for it? Oh. Or is it considered a risk or a liability and Snyder gets a little bit less money for it? I don't know that. Always good to talk to you. Good luck with Arizona moving on in the tournament there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I deserve that. I deserve that now. Thanks, man. Westwood One CBS Sports Analyst, Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and social media at Ross Tucker NFL. Yeah, I saw where he was excited, jumping around. He gets beer, kids get ice cream. I mean, come on, his wife has got to go. Like, his daughters are going to wait. Dad gets beer? I mean, I would have been yelling out, tequila, yeah. medicinal. You'd have taken the kids out for beer. <laughs> yes. I would have taken them to Hooters. I would have had beers. Yes, Paul. I like to give us credit. We booked Ross Tucker before the yeah. results of the game, yeah. before I think even tip-off. Yes, we did. Yeah. Anticipatory? Uh, I'm going to give Todd all the credit for that. Okay. He did a wonderful job. Forward thinking. How about everybody? How about that for Todd? Big picture. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. I don't need to be patronized. Did a wonderful job. Uh, Jim in Santa Barbara. Hi, Jim. What's on your mind today? 59180. Pleasure to meet you and talk to you, Mr. Patrick. Thank you, Jim. Um, Just wanted to call about the format change that you guys have done. Um, I'm sure it's to help you win your your Emmy, but, Mm. you know, the Todd Fritz featuring Dan Patrick and the three soft Toddettes, I'm not sure that's going to win it for you. You know, my wife's like, you don't seem happy. I'm like, I retired this year. I'm looking forward to hearing that third hour. And I'm ready to go back to work, Dan. Anyway, <laughs> just wanted to weigh in on whose fault it was. Oh, okay. For yesterday. Okay. Happy uh, St. Patrick's Day. Wait, is it my fault or Todd's fault, Jim? Oh, damn. You got the narcissist there. Come on. Have you looked up the definition of what a narcissist is? For Christ's sake, it's someone who's looking for their self-worth and are easily upset by the slightest criticism. Uh, you have anyone in there that kind of resembles it? Yeah, Todd. It still didn't narrow it down, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that yeah. could be all of us there. Absolutely. Thank you, Jim. And what's a narcissist? A narcissist is close to a narcissist, but yeah. it's a little slightly different. That was my nickname because I was a great passer in, in uh, high school. I was the narcissist. That was on Wheel of Fortune. There are 19 S's. <laughs> I'm still not sure. Yeah. Was he saying that I was the narcissist? No, I think he was taking a shot at me. Shot at me. <laughs> narcissist. That's a narcissist. Hey, I'm going to stick up for you, Todd. Hey, Jim, I don't care if you listen to that third hour. Yeah, why don't you go back to work? Yeah, Jim. Jim. Because oh, he said, and if you give the person the slightest <laughs> bit of criticism, they can't handle it. So he was definitely coming after me. Yeah. Uh, Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. 
Happy St. Dan Patrick's yeah. Day. And Dan, Ed, <clears throat> thanks for taking my call. Dan, to get back to your daddy robe real quick, <clears throat> I got to say, you got to wear that when Nick Wright makes his next appearance. Oh, Just let him know yeah. you're wow. his daddy. Wow. I think your wife got that for you. But secondly, wow. um, was Todd trying to set up the celebrity bracket, or was he a young boy hoping to get his bar mitzvah list filled up like he did wow. for his kids, but he was looking back on his own. So, guys, just a few little outlooks on those, and I, and I do have a tourney stat of the day. Okay. With their upset win last night, Penn State got their first March Madness win since 2001, like you mentioned. But guard Andrew Field of Funk set the school record for the highest scoring NCAA tournament game with 27 points for the Nittany Lions. I can add to the stat of the day. The last time Penn State won a tournament game, the opposing team's leading scorer is a future Hall of Famer in another sport. I'll say that again. The last time Penn State won an NCAA tournament game, the opposing team's leading scorer was a player who will be a future Hall of Famer in another sport. Paulie? Tony Gonzalez from Cal? No. Oh. Good guess. Marv? Antonio Gates? No. Good guesses. Back row, you got anything? You even listening, Todd? I was. I just can't think of somebody as okay. far as a football player. All right. Seton, you got one? No. Julius Peppers. Whoa. Oh. Would not have guessed that. North Carolina versus Penn State. I don't recall him getting that much play time. Yeah. Well, maybe he got too much playing time because they lost to Penn State. <laughs> We're the basketball player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris in South Carolina. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. How's it going? Oh, great, Chris. We're just having a wonderful day here. Yeah, I, I could tell. So yesterday I want to piggyback on the Furman game a little bit. I was listening to the game, and I was seeing where they had shipped their pet band overseas to Ireland because they weren't expecting to be in a tournament. So they brought in a pet band from my little college that was 10 miles away. They mentioned my college, North Greenville University, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. CBS is our one shining moment, and they totally botched the name, said the wrong university, uh, and it was pretty funny. And uh, But anyway, I want to tell uh, Seton that if you guys lose the sports Emmy this year, I'm going to take six pies to the face mm. instead of one. If you remember last year, my dog – Came over, licked the pies up off the pool, and, <laughs> yes. the pool and my yeah. daughter was, her son was trying to do that. So, uh, all you right. Want some of that, Seton? Yeah, Seton will take that. Yeah, I'll take that. All right. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, Chris's dog came over, started licking the pie off the uh, pool deck there. And it's, it's not, you know, <laughs> if we don't, we don't win it. We don't lose the sports Emmy. We may not win it. We don't lose it. I think that's the approach that I have on this. Yeah, that's true. Like, everybody's a winner. It's just nice to be nominated. See, if we don't get nominated, then I would be that's really... That's a loss. That's, that's when I would be really disappointed. I think that's like in a week and a half. Oh, okay. I just want to be nominated. But the nominations come out in like a week and a half? I, usually it's by before April 5th. Oh, yeah. dear. 
Yeah. Turn on that. Yeah, that that's <laughs> and it's usually right after the show ends, I think, that it comes out. I think our first nomination, we were in Houston doing the final four shows, and we got the note when we were out shooting stuff, like scenics and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. From what I recall. Yeah. DraftKings right now is taking odds on April sixth if Todd has a good day or not. The nominations come out April fifth. Oh, they do come out April fifth. Well, we're just—it's just. A joke. Oh, we're just. Spe- oh, it's just. A I'm joke. just making a joke. Oh. About <laughs> you're going to be in a good mood that day or not? Was the... <laughs> Yeah, that's on. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah that's the problem. It's on. <laughs> Can we pull this together? We have an hour and twenty minutes. Can we? Can we? Are we crushing it today? Is this good content? Yeah, it is good. It radio. Is? This is good radio. Okay. Remember, radio either has to be really good or really bad, and even really bad is very entertaining. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Mm. Okay. It's not created tension, it's real tension. It's always the best. Well, there, yes, it is real tension. And the fact that Todd, you know, because people say, was Todd really upset? Yes, Todd was really upset yesterday. And moping, and I can't get him out of that mood, even if I go over there and, and you know, say, you all right? Yeah. And I said, Okay. I even offered you some of Seton's lunch you that did. I stole from Seton. That you did. I'm like, you want some chicken? It's Seton's. <laughs> and then you thought I was taking a shot at you because you once took Seton's pizza without even telling him. Just take my lunch. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. right in front of him, you did that. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.